This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to Episode 61 of the Catholic Foodie, Fat Tuesday. Welcome to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm so glad that you're here. I am your host, Jeff Young, and we are in the midst, down here in Louisiana, South Louisiana, we're in the midst of Mardi Gras season. Matter of fact, today is what we call Lundi Gras, which is Fat Monday, and tomorrow we move into Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras Day itself, and uh, a very exciting time down here, made even more exciting by the Saints' recent win, its victory, uh, in the Super Bowl. So <laughs> we got lots of good stuff to share with you on the menu today here at The Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Well, I am flying solo today, folks. Um, uh, Char and I had every intention of uh, putting a show out today, earlier today. Uh, that did not quite happen. Uh, yeah, as I said, we've got lots going on here. It's Mardi Gras. We we try to celebrate as much as we can uh, the Mardi Gras season. It's important for us uh, as Catholics down here in Louisiana to do so. It's a cultural thing. It's also uh, part of our faith, actually. It's part of our faith. And we're going to talk about Mardi Gras and the Catholic roots of Mardi Gras uh, in this show. Uh, so we, we it's just it's been uh, it's been wild. <laughs> Matter of fact, uh, I, I'm, I, I really do wish that she was here right now. Uh, today just kind of got away from us. We um, we wanted to kind of reserve today as a as a time to relax and catch up and recuperate. Uh, we allowed ourselves to sleep in this morning, and uh, it, it was just a lazy day, and we needed it because this past week has just been crazy and. Tomorrow being Mardi Gras, we're going to be going out down to New Orleans and lots of things happening over there. So we wanted to take the day and just uh, and just rest. The problem is, uh, well, when you're resting like that and you're recuperating, you don't always get to do all the things that you think that you are going to do. <laughs> I, I took some video the last few days at the parades and uh, I kind of put that together this morning and I had an article that I was working on about Mardi Gras that I should have submitted on Friday, and I, I never got a chance to do that, so, um, and then, of course, you know, Saturday, we were gone all day, and so, I, I, and Sunday, Sunday, we weren't here, so I finally got to do it this morning, uh, after waking up late, and got that off, so I was very happy about that. You'll see that article, by the way, it should be up uh, sometime today or tomorrow over at iBloom.com. iBloom is I-I, uh, Bloom, I-I-B-L-O-O-M, uh, iBloom.com. You can find that article over there. It's about Mardi Gras and uh, some of the stuff I'm going to talk to you about on the show today. But if you care to go check that out, you can. iBloom is a, uh, is a is a Catholic ministry. It's a Catholic website that uh, that that kind of focuses on or, or or directs its content toward young Catholics. Uh, very good stuff. They got great stuff over there. And uh, Mark and Katie Walker uh, run that ministry. And I had them on the show a number of months ago. I say a number. It was a few months back. Uh, good, good couple, and they're doing really great work. Uh, so I got that article off uh, this morning, and uh, then what happened? Well, uh, well, I can't tell you. <laughs> I can't tell you right now what happened next because uh, we. Uh, well, I'm going to save it for a different part of the show. That's why. Um, something else kind of occupied part of my afternoon, and, and then I had to go run to the store. It's just crazy. Anyway, we, we made a promise to the kids the other night that we take them to the movies, and uh, we couldn't do it. 
uh, Char had a meeting she had to go to, and it lasted longer than we thought. We just we couldn't make it. So we said, okay, we'll do it Monday because Monday's a day of rest for us. We're going to be resting between parade days, and we'll go Monday. Well, uh, today we would rather not have gone, uh, but we said that we would. We said we'd take them. Anyway, we made a compromise. I am here. I'm at the house. I am trying to catch up on some work, some things that have to be done. I've got to cook. I'm going to tell you all about that today, too. And uh, and she took the kids to the movies. They went to see uh, The Lightning Thief. So I don't know how that movie is. I've heard uh, – I haven't really heard great reviews about it as far as just the movie itself, right, uh, the, the presentation, the story. Um, I haven't heard really good things about that. But my son loves the books, and he wants to go see it, so that that's what they're doing. Anyway, I, I wish that uh, I wish that Char was here because I've got some things to talk to you about uh, that involve the two of us and some of the things that, that went on this past week. And I, I really wish that she was here to share it with you. But uh, I want to put a show out. It's important to put a show out because today, as I said, is Lundy Gras, and we are uh, changing seasons. Tomorrow is a switch. We we go tomorrow at midnight. We will start uh, Ash Wednesday. So we have Mardi Gras. We'll have that all day, and then midnight, all of a sudden, they, they start to clear out Bourbon Street. Uh, police go in and clear everybody out. Everything shuts down, and then it is officially Lent. It's Ash Wednesday, and uh, the whole season, the whole theme, all of our our moods, our outlooks, our everything just changes completely. So, And we'll talk about that today, too, so stay tuned here at The Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. This little piggy went to the market. This little piggy stayed home. This little piggy had roast beef. This little piggy had none. And this little piggy cried, wee, 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 all the way home. Join us February 16th at sqpn.com for our annual podcast marathon. 12 hours of entertainment from some of your favorite podcasters. Help support SQPN by filling the piggy bank. Because we hate to see small animals cry. <laughs> that was uh, Pat Padley. Uh, thank you so much, Pat, for that uh, that promo there. Uh, you know, tomorrow, uh, Mardi Gras is important not only for us here in Louisiana and South Louisiana. It's also important for SQPN. Why? Because they are going to have a, uh, a podcasting marathon, a Mardi Gras podcasting marathon tomorrow going from noon Eastern time uh, to midnight. So uh, very exciting stuff right here, sqpnconnect.ning.com. You're going to find all the action. If you can't remember that long URL, go to sqpn.com, and you'll find a link that will get you here. Uh, Lots of good stuff. Lots of your favorite podcasters, SQPN podcasters, will be here on the show uh, during this marathon to, um, to entertain you. Right to entertain you and also to uh, to encourage you to support SQPN and uh, to make a donation to SQPN to to uh, help us to continue producing great, excellent Catholic content for another year. So uh, please join us tomorrow, Mardi Gras Day for a Mardi Gras marathon. Uh, that is at sqpn.com or sqpnconnect.ning.com from noon uh, Eastern Time to midnight. Uh, so uh, we are exhausted. Today has been just a, 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 a exhausting time for us, uh, recuperation day. Why? 
you know, Char and I, we, we're, we're busy, we work, I teach, and she uh, tutors, and of course we have three young kids, so that right there, boom, you know, uh, that means exhaustion, right? <laughs> uh, so we don't really go out, out a lot. We don't really go out by ourselves a lot. We don't, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the, the norm. When you have small kids, you know, it's hard for mom and dad to go out uh, by themselves. We, we don't have uh, people readily at hand to watch the kids whenever we want. Uh, both the grandparents, both sets of grandparents live in Baton Rouge, and we are here in Covington about an hour or so away. Uh, so we don't have, like, free babysitting all the time. So we don't get to go out a whole bunch. But uh, this past week, <laughs> it's just been wild. We we got to go out uh, – what three times I believe three times by ourselves it's just been crazy uh so that was very exciting and of course we had the Mardi Gras parades the last week or so we were going to and uh then we spent Sunday which was yesterday we spent Sunday in New Orleans uh at the parades and we we got a late start uh long story behind that but we had a late start and uh, got down to the Toth Parade, which was, I think it rolled at noon, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the Toth Parade, uh, which is a beautiful parade. It's always uh, great weather. Uh, it's during the day. It's middle of the day. It's, it's uh, sunny, uh, not a cloud in the sky. It's, the last couple of years has been like this. Uh, it's cool because we're, we're in February down here. It's still cool. And uh, just a nice, nice afternoon. And, of course, you're out there catching bees and yelling and screaming and doing all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, but we were late. We were late getting there. And we only caught about 30 minutes of that parade, unfortunately. The kids were kind of upset. Christopher didn't catch a single thing at the Toth Parade. He was uh, he was mightily upset. Um, but we had a consolation. The consolation was not only did our good friends John and Amanda uh, invite us over to their house, which was just a few blocks away, uh, and they and grilled burgers. We, we grilled burgers. I mean, that's awesome right there. Uh, not only did we have that, but we also went to the Bacchus Parade. Bacchus did not roll until 5.15 last evening. And a uh, little secret I'll tell you, the king of Bacchus this year, the king of Bacchus was Drew Brees. So uh, we got to see Drew Brees uh, on yet another uh, float, another parade, because last Tuesday we had the Big Saints Parade. I forgot all about telling you that. Uh, Big Saints Parade last Tuesday, and I'll, I'll tell you something about that in just a few minutes. But anyway, Bacchus yesterday, uh, Drew Brees, the kids caught so much, it was unbelievable. Matter of fact, I brought you along with me. I've got some sound clips to play for you of the Bacchus Parade and all the fun that we had and just the crazy. I can't begin to tell you how many people were there. It's unbelievable the number of people out on the streets we're out on st charles avenue where big d uh Dwayne DeRoche, you may remember him from a couple of episodes back uh big d uh went and and and, and uh, obtained for us early actually i think it was uh saturday sometime saturday he went and and obtained for us he kind of blocked off an area where we could all congregate be together for the parade uh, because it's just a mass of humanity. It's just, the, the number of people is incredible. And you can't, I mean, there's just no place. Everybody squats, right? You get your little spot, you squat, you're right there, ready for the parade to come by and to catch your beads and to yell and scream and act like a maniac. So 
uh, he got us a place. We went and met him, and uh, it was just, it was really, really, really nice. And I do have some audio to play for you. I, I've got a few different clips here, and I think because it kind of tells a story, I'm going to run them together. Um, well, anyway, just listen, and uh, this is an example, I guess, uh, a little insight into the craziness and in the good times. It's very good times. It's a good thing, but the craziness that is Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Well, the, uh, the King of Bacchus just passed. We are out here on location. We are on St. Charles Avenue right here by Cannon's Restaurant. Uh, amazing spot to be on, uh, be in. Uh, Dwayne DeRoche, our, our very own Big D, has uh, staked out this spot for us. Uh, we've got the kids on ladders. You can't hardly see the, the, the mass of people. The sea of people here is unbelievable. You can hardly see anything unless you are on a ladder. And uh, our kids, uh, thanks to Big D, are on a ladder right now. And uh, the King of Bacchus just passed. And who is the King of Bacchus this year, Char? None other than our MVP, Drew Brees. That's right, Drew Brees, King of Bacchus. He just passed by wearing all gold with a gold crown and throwing the balloons and also uh, footballs, little uh, little uh, Nerf-looking footballs. Maybe they were Nerf, maybe they were uh, rubber. We didn't get one. I don't know, we didn't get one. So anyway, uh, he was throwing those. He looked like a kid in a candy store. It's unbelievable. Just joy, joy, joy. And of course, you can understand that after winning the Super Bowl, being the MVP, and uh, and just being able to bring so much happiness and joy here to the city of New Orleans. I mean, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So anyway, uh, fantastic. We got another float coming by right now. Uh, let's see, this one is entitled, the name of the float is Love is in the Air, which is very apropos, seeing how today is Valentine's Day, and uh, they're throwing bees, we got lots of bees coming our way, our kids, of course, up on the ladder, trying to catch their bees, uh, you talk about total craziness here, and this is just status quo, man, this is just the way it is here in New Orleans for Mardi Gras, it is uh, quite quite a sight to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just see a, a sign someone's holding up here and uh, uh, <laughs> I can't repeat it. I can't repeat it on the show. But uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, there was a sign someone's holding up over there that I can't read what it said. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we just had, what, I think three floats have gone by so far. That's it. Only three floats. So it's still, still it's just the beginning, the very beginning of, uh, of the parade. And uh, do you know how many floats we have on? Ask Grace about her experience. Hey, Grace. Grace. Come talk to me for a second. Tell me, tell me what it was like being on top of the ladder. <laughs> that is awesome. Did you catch anything? Yes. What did you catch? A pair of bees, a duck, and another pair of bees. Wow, very cool. You were excited being up there, huh? All right, now uh, Grace has stepped down. Annabella is going to take her spot. She's up there on the top of the uh, the ladder. This is a big ladder. How many feet do you think that ladder is? Eight foot? Eight, ten foot ladder, something like that. I mean, it's probably ten foot. It's up there. It's big. 
And uh, I actually I got up there to take a video of Drew Brees as he was passing by the first the first float there, uh, the Bacchus Parade. And uh, that video will be up at CatholicFoodie.com. Uh, just uh, well, it's probably by the time you listen to this, the video is probably already on CatholicFoodie.com. So make sure you go over there and visit the site, uh, make some comments, check out the video, make some comments, let me know what you think. And uh, man, we just we just happy to share this experience with you. We're just happy. Uh, to share Mardi Gras with you this year. A very Catholic celebration, Mardi Gras, and uh, we're glad that you're here with us. So there have been only uh, a handful of floats that have gone by so far here at the Bacchus Parade 2010, and uh, I cannot begin to explain to you uh, the, the, the amount of people that are out here. It is, it is astonishing. Uh, to see the number of people who are here. We are in the midst of a sea of people. It's as if we were just drops in the ocean. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's remarkable. It's unnerving. It's scary. It's, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's Mardi Gras. This is the way it is. Uh, but you will see video, of course, of the parade over at CatholicFoodie.com, and you'll be able to see what, uh, what I'm talking about. I mean, we are in the midst of it. It is unbelievable. Uh, very exciting. The kids ha catching beads. It's uh, it's a lot of fun, a lot of work, a lot of fun. Uh, they, it's work for them, but, <laughs> but they love it. And uh, Charles and I, it's funny. You know, we're standing back here behind the, uh, the, the 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 ladders. You've got kids up on the ladders. We're standing behind them. We can hardly see the parade. It's it's unbelievable. We can barely see anything. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't know what to, what to say about that. I mean, we are... Um, I mean, we're here, we're having a good time, but we can't see Diddly Squat. So, um, anyway, here comes another float, and we're going to check out. I think, uh, hopefully, in the next uh, hour, I can uh, grab a few people and ask them what they think about Mardi Gras and the Mardi Gras parades and get a, a few man-on-the-streets uh, interviews, see what people think. So, uh, all right. All right. Uh, I just heard that we had a bead injury here on the scene. We had a bead injury. Annabelle, can you tell me what happened just now? He hello? He hello, are you there? Yes. What What happened? Had you hurt your finger? Yeah, I was throwing beads at me. I caught it, but it hit my finger. Oh, goodness. That happens from time to time when you're uh, at Mardi Gras, huh? Yeah. Did you have fun up there? You're on the top of the ladder? Yeah. What did, What all did you catch? A lot of beads. A lot of beads? Anything else? No? Well, good. Well, I'm glad we're going to get you back up you on the... You think you'll be on the med with the finger injury? If I had something... You think it'll be okay, sir? It'll be all right. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. We were worried. All right. Well, we're going to check back in with you shortly, Annabelle, and you'll get your chance back up there on the top of the ladder. And uh, there's a couple of floats. All right. We're still at Bacchus. And, uh, oh, goodness, it's probably about 7.30, 7.45, somewhere around there. You know, I just got... Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Uh, in addition to being almost knocked off the ladder a couple of times by my youngest daughter, uh, <laughs> who freaks out over dropping a pair of beads, right? Plastic beads. Her dad almost dies falling off of a ladder. 
uh, over a pair of plastic beads. Anyway, um, the last float that passed, I, I don't know the name of that float, mainly because I got whacked in the face with a pair of beads. And I'm not talking little beads. I'm going to take a picture of these things. These things, this is like, you know, giant crab type beads. I mean, these things are huge. Whack me in the face. I think I'm black and blue. I can't feel my ear right now. Uh, <laughs> I've never, well, actually, I take that back. I have been whacked in the, in the head before, but never, like, completely in the right side of my face. I can't feel my, my ear. Anyway, we got another float passing by. I just, I felt compelled to share with you the fact that I just got whacked in the face with, with beads. Why I felt compelled, I have no idea, but I'm glad I shared it with you. And I hope that in some small way, my pain has brought you a bit of joy. So that was uh, just a few clips there from the parade route. We were down on St. Charles Avenue right there uh, in front of Cannon's Restaurant, if you're familiar with the area. Uh, it was it was general pandemonium. And, and the thing about it is that uh, it doesn't end when the parade ends. I mean, first of all, first of all, just to get out of there, I mean, it, it's, it's insane, okay? Uh, just so many people out on the streets. And if you haven't yet seen the videos... You can go over to CatholicFoodie.com. They're posted right there. I've got a couple of them. Uh, I've got one from the Saints Parade on uh, Tuesday, last Tuesday, which was very exciting. Uh, I, you know, they had 800,000, they estimate 800,000 to a million people at that parade, which is more than they've ever had at any Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans. Insane. It's unbelievable. And it was for the Saints. It was for the Super Bowl champions. And it was, you know, of course, Mardi Gras parades. And the, the cool thing about it, you know, all the different parades are broken up into different crews. And it's K-R-E-W-E, right? The crew of Endymion, the crew of Bacchus or whatever it may be. And the cool thing is, and they're all proprietary. They're all their own crew, their own parade. They have their own stuff. They don't share floats. They don't do any of that kind of stuff. Uh, but what for the Saints Parade, what they did is in about a two-week period of time, they put this thing together. The organizers put it together, which is amazing that you could do that, something of this magnitude. Uh, but New Orleans is just accustomed to parades. They're, they're used to doing this kind of stuff. And they were able to bring it all together, and they even got various crews to uh, donate the use of some of their floats. So you had a float there from Bacchus. You had a float there from Endymion. You had a float there from Toth. You had all these different parades, all these different crews let the saints use one of their Floats. I mean, it's really, really cool when you think about it. The whole city kind of coming together, not only cheering and, and, and rooting for the Saints to win the Super Bowl, but also coming together to celebrate with the Saints uh, in, a, in a special way with a, a special parade, which is, once again, the first time that's ever happened. They just threw this thing together in about a two-week period of time. They were going to have the parade win or lose. They were going to have a parade because everybody was so excited about the Saints being in the Super Bowl. Right, so even if they lost, we're going to have a parade. But 
Uh, of course, we won, and and guys, it was just uh, it took us forever to get down there. First of all, and it was like what? Uh, oh goodness, uh, four hours I think it took us to get from Covington. It's usually an hour long trip. It took us four hours to get there. We had to park like way, way, way far away. We had to get on a the streetcar and ride the streetcar in as far as it would go. Because it wouldn't go all the way down. It would, wouldn't go all the way down St. Charles Avenue to Lee Circle, which is where the, you can catch the parade very easily. It wouldn't go that far down because they had too many people. They blocked off the roads. So it went down. I can't remember where we stopped. Uh, somewhere after Louisiana Avenue. And we had to keep walking. We walked for blocks to get down to the parade. Just people everywhere. That was Tuesday. Well, what happens, and I think, you know, I never really think about this, but I'm so excited to go to a parade. I'm so excited to be there. I never think about what it's going to be like afterwards. Um, but when you try to leave at the end, I mean, the parade doesn't end when the parade ends, right? You get to you get to be in your own little parade in, in traffic. <laughs> you just, you know, crawl along just little by little, little by little, sitting in the car little by little for a long time because you are your own float at that point. Um, just sitting in traffic trying to go. Just so many people down there. It's it's really amazing. If you've never been to Mardi Gras, you need to try it out one year. And along those lines, uh, you know, th- there are some people who did come and try Mardi Gras out this year for the first time. Uh, and I'm, I'm very excited about this. This is something that uh, I will be doing tomorrow. I've already mentioned to you that SQPN has a Mardi Gras podcasting marathon going on tomorrow, Mardi Gras Day. Uh, I will not necessarily be a part of that, uh, strictly speaking. I I might be able to to pop in uh, during the day from time to time. I will be down in New Orleans, but um, I am going to be on the airwaves somehow. Uh, so so uh, I'm so excited about SQPN, about the Mardi Gras uh, marathon, but I also want to tell you what's going to happen in my little corner of the world, right, the Catholic foodie. And uh, I don't know if you have heard of Lino Rulli. Lino Rulli has a, uh, a radio show on uh, Sirius Satellite Radio called The Catholic Guy. And uh, I'm going to be on the show tomorrow. They, they're down here. They came down for the first time to New Orleans, uh, to Mardi Gras. And they they came in on Saturday, and they met with the Archbishop, and uh, they enjoyed the parade Saturday night and, uh, and yesterday, Sunday, went down to Bacchus and all that. Uh, Lino has, on Sirius, Lino has uh, a show that is a, uh, it's a live show. It goes Eastern time from 4 to 7, five days a week, right, Monday through Friday. So they didn't have a show yesterday, but today they had a show. And down here in, in, in uh, the central time zone, it was from 3 to 6, and uh, I got to catch some of that. Uh, today, they had uh, Archbishop Gregory Amon on the show, and they also had Father Tony Ricard. Father Tony is the chaplain for the New Orleans Saints. Anyway, uh, I found out a couple of weeks ago that uh, yeah, I had received the invitation to be on, uh, on the Catholic Guy uh, tomorrow, Mardi Gras Day. And uh, at that point in time, um, I really hadn't listened to the Catholic. I don't have Sirius Satellite Radio. So what I did is I went and and went over to uh, Sirius Satellite Radio and got a seven-day trial so I could at least listen to the show and find out a little bit more about it. You know, what what is it? Who is this Lino Ruli guy? What's he all about? So uh, I went over and checked it out. And toward the end of the show, I heard this. 
the big broadcast from New Orleans. Don't miss out. This Monday, President's Day, while everybody else is on vacation, your Catholic guy crew working hard, broadcasting from a balcony on the Inn at Bourbon, literally on Bourbon Street. We're going to have listeners in studio or in room, hotel room, if you will, on balcony with us. We're going to be broadcasting Monday, Tuesday, Mardi Gras, Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. Tell your friends, neighbors, and clergymen. Watch how we try to retake the Catholic roots of Mardi Gras or sin try. And fail. <laughs> Miserably. <laughs> We've already discussed the fact that uh, Tuesday we won't even leave the room. We will broadcast and we won't even be, we will not leave the balcony. No. <laughs> Don't see that happening. But we got the Archbishop. Maybe defending the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing drunkards. <laughs> We've got the Archbishop of New Orleans on the show. We got uh, Father Tony Ricard, who's the chaplain of the Super Bowl champion New Orleans Saints. We got plenty of New Orleans folks. We got a guy by the name of the Catholic Foodie who's going to bring us all sorts of food from New Orleans, knows about Catholicism. So while we're looking forward to it, and uh, follow the inside track at facebook.com slash Lino Ruli, twitter.com slash Lino Ruli. That's enough. <laughs> Other things with Lino Ruli? Other things with me? And of course, three days of live broadcasts Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You don't want to miss it. Now I'm looking forward to it, but now New Orleans and Mardi Gras getting in me in me way. Uh, if you have never heard uh, Lino, he is so funny. <laughs> I'm just I listen to the show uh, Thursday, Friday. Excuse me, Thursday, Friday, and then today, Monday, I listen to the show, and I'm just laughing, laughing, and laughing. Char loves it. I mean, this is enough. Lino may just get us, uh, or, or, or in a way, kind of talk us into getting serious satellite radio. I mean, I'm just so impressed with him, and and think he is so funny. So, anyway, tomorrow, I'm going to be going down to New Orleans. We had planned on going to a couple of parades in the morning, the ones we did last year, Zulu and Rex. Big, big, big parades. This is like the uh, the 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 culmination of the Mardi Gras season right here. The Zulu parade early in the morning. I think it rolls at 8 o'clock in the morning. Rex follows right after it, right? Rex meaning king as the king of Mardi Gras runs right afterwards. And uh, we had planned on doing that and then heading over to, uh, well, to, to Bourbon Street, right? I, I would head to Bourbon Street. The, the family probably will will not. Uh, just because it's Bourbon Street, and uh, over to the Inn on Bourbon, which is the hotel where the crew is staying, and uh, and I would go and, and, and do whatever it is they want me to do. Uh, so that's kind of the plan, except now, uh, with us being as tired as we were today, and also the fact that my youngest is, uh, she's getting a little uh, cough there, a little cold, uh, we've thought that maybe we will uh, uh, forego Rex and uh, Zulu tomorrow, which is, you know, kind of disappointing for us. But uh, I think I think it may be the best thing uh, for us to do, and that way I'll know that I'll be at uh, at the end on Bourbon on time. And in addition to that, remember I told you about these parades. You got the Sea of Humanity out there. I mean, just walking from place to place is crazy. Well, um, I, I'm I'm going to be making that. Remember, I told you earlier too. I'm I'm making a king cake tonight, and I'm also making gumbo by choice. But I'm bringing the gumbo. I'm bringing the king cake down to uh, uh, for the crew to try on the show, right? And uh, so that's going to be good. But but the thing, the trick is, it's like how do I get this stuff through the thickness of people, right? Through the 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 mass of people 
down on Bourbon Street. How do I get this stuff over to the hotel? I really don't know. I have no idea. But uh, I'm going to leave early, get there a little early, uh, bring the food in, and uh, I'll say some prayers on the way there. Have no idea how I'm going to be able to maneuver the crowd in such a way that I can get a king cake and gumbo to the hotel uh, in, in, well, like in one piece, right? The king cake in one piece, the gumbo without spilling it. I don't know, but we'll see. So that's the excitement of tomorrow. Um, that's what's uh, on the agenda for us. And that's why I'm going to be up working, uh, cooking tonight. And I enjoy it. You know I love to cook, so I'm going to I'm gonna take my time. I'm going to enjoy uh, preparing this food for tomorrow. Down in New Orleans where the blues were born It takes a cool cat to blow a horn You know, one of the things that I really liked uh, that I heard today on Lino's show uh, he was talking about, and you heard that in the clip I played earlier, right? He said they're going to come down here and try to uh, recapture, reclaim uh, the, the Catholicism of Mardi Gras, um, which is something that you probably have heard me talk about before. Uh, Mardi Gras is a Catholic celebration, folks. This is something that we came up with as Catholics. Um, it, it does have a cultural base to it, but it's based really on... Uh, our Catholic faith, because Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday is all about, really, it's all about Ash Wednesday and getting ready for Lent. Um, you know, another word for Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday is carnival. And carnival is actually the combination of two words, carne and vale. And uh, what those two words mean, carne is meat. You, you, We still have that word in Spanish, carne. You may have heard of carne asada. Uh, which is kind of like a, a roasted uh, uh, beef. So you have you still have that word in usage in in, uh, in in Spanish, but carne is meat, and then vale was the ancient uh, well ancient I guess it was ancient, but it was a Latin uh, way of saying goodbye. So really, carnival is about saying goodbye to meat, and of course, as Catholics, we know you know we had, during Lent, forty days of Lent, we we abstain from meat on Fridays. Uh, we also fast on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, uh, and, and a part of fasting, of course, is that there's no meat. You abstain from meat. Now, uh, the church, and, and not not too distant, uh, the not too distant history, I guess, of the church, uh, the, the, the requirements, the regulations, the fasting and, and the abstaining during Lent was actually a bit more strict than it is today. I know that's probably hard to believe. Uh, today it's kind of uh, it's kind of it's kind of soft, <laughs> you know. Fasting technically in the church today means that you eat one meal, uh, like one big meal, I guess, or one regular meal, and then two small meals that don't together equal the one big meal or bigger meal. Uh, that's called fasting in the church today. It's not much, right? It's not hard. It's not hard at all. And you just have to refrain from meat. But it used to be they had to refrain from anything that came from animals. It could be eggs, for instance, or uh, butter, uh, all kind of things, milk, all kind of things that come come from animals uh, like that you'd have to refrain from, you have to abstain from. So uh, it's a lot easier today. But you can imagine back in that time when you had uh, milk and butter and meat and all these things there in a time, let's say, before refrigeration. 
uh, you have a season coming up where you can't eat, what are you going to do? You want to get rid of all of it. So how do you get rid of all of it? Well, you throw a big party and you eat it. And that's that's kind of the, the beginnings of, of carnival season. And, you know, you've got carnival season all over. It's not just New Orleans. New Orleans is one of the most famous areas for carnival, for Mardi Gras. But you have it all over. There's, there's uh, celebrations like this all over the place. And, I mean, for us, you know, here in New Orleans, you, you go from, uh, or actually all South Louisiana, uh, the Mardi Gras is actually a season, not just a day. It's a season. It starts uh, on King's Day, right, which is Epiphany, January 6th, and it goes through Mardi Gras Day, Fat Tuesday, the day before Ash Wednesday. And during that period of time, you've got celebrations, you've got parties, you've got king cakes like I've talked about before. Uh, You have uh, parades, and there's not just parades like on Mardi Gras Day or even the weekend before. You've got parades kind of spread out throughout the season, and uh, some of them are during the week at night. Some of them are on the weekends, both at night and during the day, and then, of course, you've got Today, Lundi Gras, you've got the big Orpheus Parade going downtown, uh, parading along St. Charles Avenue and then down into the city um, uh, this evening, probably right now, actually. And then tomorrow, of course, you've got the parades in the morning, big parades, followed by these other parades. We call them truck parades, where they're not real fancy floats. It's just these these big 18-wheeler trucks pulling the trailers with people there with uh, kind of a decorated uh, trailer throwing beads. Um, but lots of parades too. All this stuff leads up to Fat Tuesday, which gets us ready for Lent. Now, some of the rationale behind this, you know, first of all, you can look at it from a Catholic perspective. First of all, where does the date for Mardi Gras come from? It's based on the date of Ash Wednesday, right? Ash Wednesday's date is based on the date of Easter. And when, when, is, when is Easter's date? You know, it changes every year for us. What, what, how do we determine the date of Easter every year? By the light of the moon, right? It's, it's a lunar feast, and it's, it's based on uh, the full moon. I think it was the, it's the first full moon after the vernal equinox, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so it's based on lunar, the lunar uh, phases. It's a lunar feast. This goes back all the way to uh, the Jews, right, the Israelites, uh, in the in the feast that they had, they had a feast in the month of Nisan. They called it uh, that would be like their their the beginning of their year. And here you have Easter, uh, a big feast for them by a different name. And so we follow the same pattern. We follow the same pattern. It's a lunar thing. Uh, so so it it kind of makes sense, I guess, that you you have this uh, the the date of Easter. The date of Mardi Gras is Catholic in origin. The rationale behind it, right, the reason for it is to prepare for Lent. But it's also something else. You know, the fact is, is that as Catholics, we are really a celebratory people. We are a joyful people, or at least we're supposed to be. We, we, we're supposed to celebrate life. And if you looked at, uh, if, you've, if you've been over to CatholicFoodie.com, you may have seen a post I put up there about a week ago called the sacramental principle. And it's really that, you know, all creation is good. God created the world good. He created everything good. We, even though we are in sin, even though we've, we fell, right? Adam and Eve fell into sin 
and 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 we and we're separated from God. We have original sin that does not take away our goodness. We are still good. God created us good, and so there's a certain joy. There's a certain um, uh, uh, celebration, festivity taking place in creation simply because it is good, and God made us that way. God made creation that way. And so really, as Catholics, we're called to live in this joy. And of course, you've got the redemption. You've got Jesus who came to save us, who God in the flesh, God once again validating the fact that creation is good. And he talks to us today. God communicates with us through creation, which is why the Catholic food is here, right? I'm all about talking how about how God talks to us through food, how he communicates his love to us through food, bodily, yes, but also kind of symbolically or, or in a loose, use the term in a loose way, sacramentally, he feeds us and brings us together to the family meal, both around the kitchen table and also around the altar, the Father's table, where the sacrifice of the Mass is offered. So, you know... Uh, it's, it's the sacramentality of creation. It's the fact that we are called to be a joyful people. We have reason to be joyful because God made us good, because the creation is good. And so here we are about to go into a season of penance, and what are we doing? We're, we're celebrating the goodness of life, the goodness of God towards us. So it's a celebratory thing. Now, do some people abuse it? Absolutely. Are there bad things that happen at Mardi Gras? Absolutely. I'm sure you've seen on television and YouTube videos, all that stuff, right, down on Bourbon Street, right? That's where y'all, you, you hear, when you hear Mardi Gras, you always hear about Bourbon Street, all the stuff that goes on on Bourbon Street. But what the media leaves out is the fact that this is a Catholic celebration, first of all, and secondly, it is very family-oriented. You know, there, there, there's more to Mardi Gras than Bourbon Street. Matter of fact, Bourbon Street is just this little bitty place, and you've got Mardi Gras happening all over the city, really all over South Louisiana, all, all the way in Lafayette, in Baton Rouge, all over, not just Bourbon Street. So Mardi Gras is this big, huge party where you've got mothers and fathers and children running around the streets playing. Catching beads and yelling and screaming and having a good time. Lots of good things happening, right? Lots of Catholic things happening. And so Mardi Gras is not just about debauchery. It's not just about getting drunk, uh, although that happens all over the place. <laughs> it's not just about flashing people, which is the stuff you hear about on Bourbon Street, right? That doesn't happen outside of Bourbon Street. You don't go to the parades like we did last night on St. Charles Avenue or go to the ones in Metairie and have that kind of foolishness going on. Now, of course, you may have uh, an episode every once in a while like that, right? Uh, you may have some uh, whacked out individual do something stupid and, and get in a fight or hurt somebody. That kind of stuff happens, but that's going to happen anytime you have a large group of people together in one place. That kind of stuff can happen. But is that what Mardi Gras is all about? No. It's not. It's not. And it, it upsets me when I look at the media and I see the way that Mardi Gras is portrayed. You know, down here in Louisiana and in South Louisiana, even the Protestants are Catholic. It's true. 
when you when you think about uh, in New Orleans, even the Protestants are Catholic, even the non-Catholics are Catholic. When you think about the way we live our lives, you know, you got you have non-Catholics who go to church on Ash Wednesday to Catholic churches on Ash Wednesday to receive ashes down here. Non-Catholics. You have non-Catholics who abstain from meat on Fridays, and they think that that's just the way life is. You're supposed to do that. But they're not Catholic. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I mean, abstaining from meat down here in Louisiana? <laughs> Give me a break. They ought to make us eat meat on Friday. That would be a real penance. You know, it's just for us, it's like another excuse to eat some of our delicious seafood, which we have no lack of, right? Seafood all over the place. So anyway, those are those are uh, just a few thoughts there on Mardi Gras. And that's why I keep talking about wanting to reclaim Mardi Gras for the Catholic faith because it's a Catholic celebration. And I've told you this before. This is the same thing with Halloween. I want to recapture Halloween for Catholicism. It's a Catholic feast. It's the day before All Saints Day. It's there for a reason. Right? And of course, you know, you go back to its roots and you see, oh, well, it was a pagan feast and they did this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, but guess what? The Catholic Church has just done a, a, a phenomenal job and, a, and a, I mean, really an excellent job throughout the centuries of taking pagan feasts and baptizing them, making them Christian. You know, we the same thing with, uh, with, with Christmas. You know, do, is, was Jesus born on December 25th? We don't know. We have no idea. But apparently it was a, a, uh, a pagan feast that was already set up. And the church came in and said, ooh, in an effort to evangelize, right? Wanting to evangelize, said, ooh, this would be a really good time to celebrate the birth of Christ, the incarnation. And so they set it up. And we have it to this day. We don't know if he was actually born on December 25th. Same thing with Halloween, which I love. I know if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that I do. Uh, but it's a Catholic celebration. Same thing uh, here with Mardi Gras. Catholic celebration. So uh, keep that in mind in the future whenever you hear people talking about uh, Mardi Gras and the craziness that goes on in Mardi Gras. Uh, when you see on TV all kind of crazy people doing stupid stuff on Bourbon Street, please remember that is not indicative of what Mardi Gras is all about. That is not uh, uh, a true picture of what goes on here in South Louisiana. I mean, we all don't have alligators in the backyard, although I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, we all don't, uh, uh, you know, there's all these kind of stereotypes of Louisiana people. You know, we all don't have P-Rows. We, we don't use P-Rows to get to, to, to back and forth to school and work every day. Uh, we actually have roads down here. It's pretty cool. <laughs> But uh, to keep that in mind when you see stuff about Mardi Gras, that it's more than just the, the stupid stuff you see down uh, on Bourbon Street. So anyway, and if you do have the power of influence, the sphere of influence, or someone within your sphere of influence in the media, say, hey, why don't y'all ever, you know, portray Mardi Gras the way it really is, you know, with the families and and all of that up in uh, on St. Charles Avenue or or in Metairie. You know, why don't you portray that? That'd be great. It's a great story, and it's good for the family and for society. So just my two cents. Since you're probably tired of the same old SQPN promos, we've hired an inspirational speaker to motivate you to join us on February 16th for our annual podcast marathon. 
This could be the greatest day of our lives. Don't let it be the worst. And I guarantee a week won't go by in your life you won't regret walking out, letting them get the best of you. Well, I'm not going home. We've come too far, and I'm going to stay right here and fight for this cause. A day may come when the courage of men fails, but it is not this day. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but together we'll work harder than we've ever worked before. Failure's not an option. Win just one for the kipper. This is your day. Seize the day. Now who's with me? They may take our lives, but to never take our podcasts. Join us on February 16th for 12 hours of entertainment and your favorite podcasters at sqpn.com. Well, I mentioned earlier that I'm making a king cake tonight. I'm also making a gumbo. And I believe I've talked about, I know I've talked about king cake, but I believe I've talked about gumbo in the past. Uh, But I wanted to just say a few things. I'm making a chicken and andouille gumbo. And if you don't know what a gumbo is, it's sort of like a soup of sorts um, or a stew. But you start off by making a roux, right, which is flour and oil, equal parts, flour and oil. And you, you, uh, you over low heat or I'd say medium-low heat, uh, you basically add those two things together and you keep stirring and you stir and you stir for about 20, 25 minutes, something like that. And what you want is the, the flour, the, the, the flour kind of cooks in the oil, it mixes together and kind of cooks in the oil. And, it, and it, over, over the course of that constant stirring – for 20, 20, 25 minutes, uh, the, the, it, it turns a, uh, I guess like the, the color of chocolate, right? It kind of browns and browns to the color of chocolate, dark chocolate. You don't want to burn a roux, but you want to kind of have that, that, that dark chocolate color. And then you, you add all your, your veggies, which another big, big Catholic thing here, we call that the Trinity, the onions, the bell peppers, and a celery, which you've chopped. You add all that in there too, and so it's all kind of they're 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 becoming translucent as they cook there in the roux, and you add your chicken stock or, or water, whatever you're using, and uh, and you you make this kind of a thick stew, but not too thick. It's, roux is something that adds a nuttiness to the gumbo. It's got like a nuttiness, uh, kind of a nutty flavor, and also a little thickness to it. But you know, some places. And some people, when they make a gumbo, they make it really thick. I don't like a thick gumbo. I don't want it watery either. I want it kind of, you know, I want it perfect. That's what I want. I want it perfect. And so uh, that's what I aim for. I shoot for that. Uh, it's got a really good, good juice to it um, with with uh, with uh, chicken. And I, I love dark meat, so I use a lot of dark meat. I use, I'm, I'm using chicken thighs tonight, bone-in chicken thighs. And uh, once those things are cooked, I'm going to pull the chicken thighs out one at a time, take the bones out, throw the meat back in. Uh, but the bones, when they cook in that water, because I don't have any stock, I, didn't, I haven't made any stock, those, those bones cook in the water, it really adds a lot of the flavor. It adds a lot of flavor to the, to the gumbo. So I'll have that in there. And then the andouille, of course, it's like a Cajun sausage. It's very spicy. Um, but I, I put that in there, and it adds just a, a really good kind of kick to it. But not so much that it's like burning your mouth off, you know. But a, a really good flavor, good kick to it, uh, good, good stuff. So anyway, that's what I'm about to get my hands into, a gumbo and uh, the king cake. I know I've talked about king cake a lot in the past. I'm going to spare you that tonight. 
Uh, anyway, I, I want to encourage you once again, the SQPN Mardi Gras Marathon, podcasting marathon tomorrow, Mardi Gras Day, Fat Tuesday. Uh, please catch that over at sqpn.com or sqpnconnect.ning.com. Um, also, uh, just to let you know, just to remind you, uh, Catholic Foodie on Lino Rulli's The Catholic Guy. Uh, that'll be about, uh, let's see, uh, I think I'm going to appear around 4, 4.30, somewhere around there uh, tomorrow. And if you have Sirius Satellite Radio, you can tune into that. And uh, by the way, just say a prayer for me too. I'd love to have your prayer support as I go and, and have a conversation with Lino. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Also, let's see, I know there's a few things I wanted to remind you of here. Uh, the videos, the Mardi Gras videos I took, they're down over at catholicfoodie.com. You can check those out. And please comment. Let me know what you think. Uh, the iBloom article uh, on Mardi Gras, once again, at iBloom.com. And I think I'm going to save all the stuff that I told you earlier in the show about um, Char and I having all these times, these these uh, uh, opportunities to go out this last week. It's been crazy. Uh, I'm going to wait. And when we get together, when the two of us are together next week, uh, we're going to um, – we'll, we'll talk about it then. Oh, and speaking of next week, I have a special guest lined up for the show. He is the founder or co-founder of Ruby.com, R-O-U-X-B-E.com, Ruby.com, Joe Gerard, uh, who's a chef. He is going to be on the show, and we have got uh, – we've got some really good things that we're going to talk about. So I hope you can join us next Sunday that is, I believe, let me check the date next Sunday, February 21st, Sunday, February 21st, 3 o'clock p.m. Uh, Central Time over at sqpnconnect.ning.com. We'll be on there uh, broadcasting, and uh, Joe will be on the show live. So what I'm going to do to close this out, I do have some feedback I'm going to play for you. We're going to end on this, play the feedback. I might make a comment, and then we're going to close it out. So... Uh, let's see. Let me play this feedback for you. Hey, Jeff. This is Chris from Connecticut and the Life on Fire podcast. I just wanted to give you a call to congratulate you, well, to congratulate everyone in Louisiana for the win of the Saints with the Super Bowl. Uh, I personally didn't even get to watch the game. I feel so horrible. What kind of a horrible man am I? But uh, now we we spent some time watching some movies and stuff. But when I heard the Saints one, I was uh, I was quite impressed. And I don't normally I don't normally follow sports too much, to be honest. And uh, I always I usually root for the hometown team, uh, but the Patriots are already out. But being that I did I did live in Louisiana for seven months and travel around various parts of the state, I was I was very pleased that the Saints won, and I I just couldn't. Uh, couldn't have been happier. Everybody in uh, at work uh, was was a little bit let down, but I was one of the happiest people there. So all, I'm going to do my best to uh, get this uh, get get a a good who dad in for you. Who dad? Chris? That's great. Thank you so much for the call. And uh, you know we're just so excited down here. I talked about the parade we have for the Saints. Just so excited. And uh, Ash Wednesday's going to hurt. <laughs> Because it's going to be the end, not only of Mardi Gras, but in a way it's going to be a return to normalcy uh, with all the celebration of the Saints winning the Super Bowl. So uh, Ash Wednesday is going to hurt, and we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, hope you can 
Uh, hope you can join us next week. Uh, and until then, bon appétit. I'm Julia Child. Bon appétit. Bon appétit. Bon appétit. Bon appétit. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.